You're listening to the Unframe of Mind show, the place to have the most mind-stretching, unprotected intellectual intercourse of your life. Your host, Daniel Wagner, battles the forces of evil by lobbing fiery balls of truth, reason, and evidence over safe room walls. What's going on, folks? Hi, Nicole. Hi, Trent. Hey. We could pretend like we haven't just been talking for the last 10 minutes if you want. I know. Oh my god, I haven't seen you guys in so long. How it's are you? Like, it's been like a week. It's been an terrible amount of time. It's been like a whole week, guys. Oh my god. It's amazing. It's been like forever oh. since we've talked. This is this is so I can't. <laughs> since I've given up following that Twitter conversation, it's literally like we haven't talked. <laughs> I know. I know. Amazing. All right. So currently waiting on our, our last or the other folk to come in if you will i've got another guest named rico coming into the show here shortly and we'll just give it a couple minutes to let uh let people come and decide to watch or not watch the show it's completely up to you or heckle us they both work yeah i'm not yeah heckling, they should come fine. watch anyway because you're just so pretty daniel well, i'm i'm not your dad so you do what you want you say i'm pretty yeah thanks with your ginger beard i know I think the ginger beard would look better on you, though. So, I I don't know. I just I never pictured myself as the facial hair type. I, I mean, I think you could pull it off. It looked great. It would really round out your chin. <laughs> All right. I think we've just completely thrown Trent off. That oh, look no, on your face whole, was magical. <laughs> I usually hold it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. At any rate, I will read his intro here in just a moment once we get started. And I suppose we'll go ahead and jump on in, and he'll jump in when he's ready to go. All right, so welcome back to the third weekly Wednesday Wisdom live show with Unframe of Mind and Friends. Yay. All right. So um, on this week, we've brought back a couple previous guests um we've got miss nicole from the youtube channel the breakup hello something. say something say something I'm i did i said words and everything can you hear me now i can hear you now very good and uh, we've also got mr trent gander from the irreverent gentleman always a pleasure always if that nah, i'm gonna give up on that yes <laughs> why i do your intros not you <laughs> I do better intros on my own show. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. So we'll we'll just we'll just copy and paste some of your intro onto the onto my show, and then there you go. We'll have it. Yeah. Um, Don't do that. Do, uh, either one of you want to tell the you know the vast audience here what um you guys do on your channels respectively before we officially get started? I am the smart one from the channel The Breakup. Chris is the pretty one. And together, we generally just talk crap about all the insanity that's going on in the world. There is so much going on that just needs to be mocked. And we do this. Fantastic. Trent? I run the Reverend Gentleman Facebook page and the Gentleman's University of Manly's WordPress blog, where I deal with manipulation, uh, basic business concepts, and general human concepts and constitutionality. All right. Let me sell him to come in when ready, and uh, he will come in when ready, I suppose. And then we'll I'll, just introduce, I'll just introduce him that uh, at that point. So um, just to give a, a quick, 
quick, I mean a quick rundown of the general topics we're going to cover today. Um, we're actually looking at uh, talking about the Austin, Texas bombings, the Uber autonomous vehicle uh, death, the hashtag delete, delete Facebook issue that's going on right now, and also uh, as part of the weekly show, I want to make sure we talk about awesome blockchain innovations. I, I think that's something very important that I think a lot of people need to know about. You know, on I top actually, of the- I actually have something on the blockchain thing related. All right. Fantastic. Well, um, when we get to that particular section, I will certainly let you throw your two cents in there. Um, I'm always looking for anything besides the use of crypto or cryptocurrency, rather. Um, I'm always looking for like other things that people are using the blockchain for. The blockchain technology is far more wide reaching than just the use of, of money. So that'll be pretty exciting. We'll just keep that segment going at any rate. So, um, I'm going to try something a little different this week and I'm trying to kind of give the show a little more structure so people know kind of what to expect when they're watching the show. So I know a lot of shows like to do what's called a lightning round and typically they tend to put them at the end of the show, but I'm going to do a little bit different. I'm going to go ahead and start the show with the lightning round just to kind of get everybody warmed up and having a good time and we'll see what, you know, get to know each other because I know a lot of times when I bring on guests, they may or may not know each other. So kind of gives everybody, uh, you know, a good starting point. So, I suppose we'll just jump right into it. Y'all ready for this? It's five questions that, you know, were partly made up, partly researched, you know. <sighs> all right. How does this work? Does one go and then the other, or do we just kind of clamber all over each other to try to answer? However, I, I you know, I, I know last week we kind of did the taking our turns thing. That felt really weird and awkward. So if you fell in need to talk, or if you guys all want to talk over each other, then I'll be like, okay, then I'll call out a certain name and, you know, I'll, I'll be the decider of who gets to speak first it's so much power so much power it's all in your hands (laughs) put that away we made him nervous like like the last thing i had that much power in my hand never mind (laughs) (laughs) all right so we'll just start with a nice easy one question number one what would you say is the greatest album of all time So I like hard. too much music. I like too much music to answer that question. Um, Jim Croce's Greatest Hits. Oh, shoot. Really- are, people, are people able to join the broadcast after it's already begun? I think we yes. already talked about yeah. that. Okay. All they have to do is click the Hangout link. That's right, because Chris did it last time, didn't he? Right. Okay. So I, I sent him the link. He said he was having trouble with it, so... Ooh, greatest album of all time. Yeah. God. I know it's a tough one, right? It's a very hard one. I gave a, I gave a lot of thought to this and I'm sitting here thinking if I'm on a desert island, what's what's my one go-to album that I always tend to go to? And and even though this isn't my favorite band of all time, probably my favorite album would have to be Pink Floyd's The Wall album, hands down. Trans-Siberian Orchestra's uh Beethoven's Last Night. I have not heard that one, but I do like some, me some Transbarian. Transbarian. It's so good. <laughs> you know, talk very good tonight. Uh, maybe I'll change mine to a uh, running wild title, Libertalia. You had to pick a, car- a really hard question first, didn't you? I know. That was the easy one. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. 
I'm just kidding. All right, so uh, question number two. Let's go with what is what is a pet peeve of yours? Noisy chewing. Idiocy. Ah, oh, I'll take both. <laughs> I'll take both. All right. Let me see here. Third question, third question. Worst date you've ever been on? I've never been on one. You've never been on a date? Yes. That's a very uh, of you to admit. Back in, I think it was late middle school, I got taken over to somebody's uh, parents' house to watch them play Dungeons and Dragons. And that will go down in history as the worst date in history. Dungeons and Dragons. Did you get to game. did you get to participate in the Dungeons and Dragons? No, I literally just sat on a sofa and watched them play. This guy okay. spent three weeks begging me to go on a date with him, and that was the result. Okay, you at least could have been a gentleman and let you play with them because that would be quite interesting. Wow, I can only imagine you sitting there twiddling your thumbs and like, what am I doing here? What has my life become? I know, right? <laughs> I was so bored. That's amazing. All right, um, let's move on to question number four. Most consecutive days wearing the same underwear? Oh. I'm going to go with probably about two weeks. Whoa! <laughs> I was going to say three days, and I thought that was kind of gross. <laughs> With two weeks. <laughs> You've got dedication, sir. You do. I have, lazy, I have laziness on my side. Uh, camping trip, and I lost all of my clothes the first night, and I had to wear the same clothes for four days. Oh, geez. <laughs> That's no good. Okay. Ah, click that one, dude. I'm trying to trying to stall just enough so he can get in here. Ugh. I am terrible at trying to text and talk at the same time. That's just not going to happen. I appreciate y'all who are watching for your patience while we get this thing rolling here. I'm jealous of the size of that mug of coffee. Yeah, that's a uh, that's coffee. Really impressive. That is a a an actual antique german west german uh stein that looks like a flower pot it, it basically is and it's i don't know it just makes the coffee just very delicious there he is we found him welcome back rico oh my god there wow. he is okay so hey. i've been trying to stall around to to get you here so I, I just so we can get this thing officially rolling i want to read you your intro can you hear me okay uh, yeah, but hey, just just so you know, something's funky with the internet. If it goes back out, I'll see you when I see you. <laughs> All right, man. Just join us in the chat then, if that's the case. All right, okay, so bro. I'm going to introduce the uh, third guest today, and this is this is my friend Rico. He's he's been a former guest on the show. Um, he's a drummer, a skater, and he's the author of the soon-to-be New York Times bestseller, Micro Penis: How Kama Sutra Saved My Marriage. <laughs> I was not wrong when I said it. <laughs> oh my god, I was kidding, dude. That's not what I really wanted you to say. <laughs> All right. Yep. Yeah, but except, that's the best. Except my book title was way better than yours. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. I'm glad you. I'm glad you churched it up. <laughs> All right. So I, I, I'd, I'd like to welcome Rico now to the show. Um, Thank you. 
as I was telling them, and I'll go ahead and give you a chance to catch up real quick because you've only missed a couple, but I'm, I'm doing a quick lightning round at the beginning and, and getting a few questions going. Um, let me ask you, what do you think is the greatest album of all time? Um, Blood Sugar Sex Magic by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He's thought about this before. Okay. Well, no, actually, there's a thing going around on uh, Facebook where everyone's listing their top 10 records, all time records, and they're doing one a day and uh, they're nominating other people to do it. So I'm actually like in the middle of that. Today's record was um, Stankonia by Outcast. Nope, that's yesterday. Today was, was Failure, Fantastic Planet. Sorry. All right. So we'll, we'll go ahead and move this along. Um, what is one of your pet peeves? I hope my pee filter is working over here. I felt like I just dropped a couple plosives. Pet peeves? Yes. Pet uh, I, have, I have a bunch of words I can't handle. I can't. I can't handle like round um, words like um, bulbous or boob or jumbo. I can't. There's a lot of words I can't. I just. I can't handle. We have to say these words a lot during this stream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's actually a requirement. Like as often as possible, we need to say boob. I can't and stand when people uh, end sentences with prepositions. And, and usually the word boob is directed at me because I am the boob. All right. <laughs> third question. Worst date ever. My wife's in the room. <laughs> it's right. not her. It's not good, her. Good answer. Good answer. Not the wife. All right. Most consecutive days wearing underwear. The same underwear. The same underwear. Yeah, sorry. Yes, most consecutive days wearing the same underwear. God, man, I don't even, you don't even want to know. <laughs> I said probably, two probably weeks. A, a, a week. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Probably a week. <laughs> probably a week. All right, all right. Uh, Y'all some nasty motherfuckers. That's all I'm saying right now. <laughs> it wasn't my fault, okay? <laughs> I get it. I get it. I would prefer to just take them off and not wear anything if I had the choice. I didn't have the choice. <laughs> That's gross. Well, I, what was your answer? I went camping on the first day. The backpack with all my clothes in it got stolen mm -hmm. by I don't even know who. So <laughs> for the rest of the four days, I was stuck in the same t-shirt, shorts, and underwear and could not change my clothes. <laughs> That's hot. Bet that I had to live in session. those clothes. I bet that made for a hot makeout session with camp counselor. I was 10. <laughs> Hey, hey. Even hotter. Even hotter. <laughs> All right. So the last question before we wrap up the lightning round, this one's going to be uh, interesting. Uh, if you had to make out with someone of the same sex to save the world from aliens, who would you pick? Brandon Boyd from Incubus. I don't know. I don't wow. Know. Wow. You're you're good. This lightning round thing is your forte, sir. Exterminatus. What who? was your answer? Didn't get to it. Yeah. That. No, this is a brand new question. Nobody's answered this one yet. Oh no! Oh, am I about being that guy? I thought I thought you'd already asked them. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, no, anybody. Um, anybody as long as she's hot. As long as she's hot, that's fair. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, do I have to answer the questions too? I don't know how this works. <laughs> You're in charge. Do whatever I want. So I'm gonna have to go with Robert Downey Jr. He's pretty fucking hot, and he's a smartass, which you know. There's yeah. That. And we're talking about a makeout session, you know, it's not like, you know, anyway. So let's move on. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move into the main topics of the show, which we've already, we've already touched on the intro topics to those that are watching. So we'll go ahead and just jump right in. Um, I did want to talk about 
real quick the Tommy Robinson speech that happened last week that we um, actually did a live show on it, and it has been by infinitely far the most successful video I've had so far with uh, damn near 14,000 views on this thing. So apparently I've been in the right place at the right time and touched a nerve. However, I'm not trying to brag about it. What I'm trying to do is bring attention to the fact that we do actually have a nerve that is there that needs to be addressed. And that is if, if, if you guys aren't aware of what was going on over there, you can always go back and watch it. But basically free speech is under attack and uh, especially in countries in Europe and the UK, they're trying to block a lot of this stuff because they don't want to offend the Muslim population because that would be just terrible. We, so as a result, they're shutting down a lot of other people's free speech, you know, because they don't want to cause a riot or cause chaos in the streets or whatever the case may be. Um, if you have not had a chance to see it, I would recommend doing a YouTube search for Tommy Robinson uh, speech on Speaker's Corner in the UK. It's a very powerful speech by today's standards, although I would argue a decade ago it would have been, would have been a pretty eh, meh speech because it wasn't necessary, but now it is. I don't know if you guys had happened to seen it at all. I'm looking it up. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't even know what you're talking about, man. No, it's all good. But you, you don't have to look it up now, but what, what I guess my concern is, is that if things don't make a turnaround and a change that we're already starting to see the a little bit of that shit going on here right now with in the united states with you know youtube channels being shut down twitter accounts Google. being blocked and yes. shadow banned you know all, all this silly shit with facebook going on and and they're, they're they're actually trying to change their algorithms which puts a lot of your left-wing news stories up and suppresses your white right-wing news stories and marks them as fake news mm -hmm. it, it's, Terrible. Every time there has been socio-political dissidents, we have had um, book burnings, and this is essentially the book burning. This is the suppression of ideas because they're wrong thing. Um, this is our modern book burning, and um, whether I like her or not, this is entirely true. We are having a problem with free speech being categorized as hate speech and wrong think and the suppression of ideas is never, has never, and will never be right. Have you guys heard about what Google is trying to do? Um, they announced that they want for when someone searches something from now on, they want one right answer as opposed to several answers, which, you know, that, that begs the question, who decides the right answer? Exactly. You know, I mean, that's 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 pretty scary. I mean, and I, I've heard of all kinds of people. I don't know if they're calling it ghosting or whatever, but on YouTube, they're actually making people think they're getting hits when they're not actually being seen at all. Uh, have you guys heard about this yet? Like they're shutting down YouTube people with an algorithm left and right. Anybody left of right wing, like even one degree left is getting shut down right now. Yeah. Any, anybody, anybody one one step to the right of Karl Marx is being shut down or are silenced in some. <laughs> right. Uh, no, I, I haven't heard of that particular one, but I've been up to speed on a lot of different other variations of the same type of thing. They're, they're trying to be sneaky about it in some cases and they're being more upfront about it in others. And it's 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 very bothersome to see that. OK, well, if if there's such a thing as wrong think or hate speech. It's like, wait a minute, we're just, you know, we're, we're reliving the book 1984 all over again, where we're calling things by different names just to try to push an agenda. And it's really Doubles. frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. I there's agree with you, which is, 
I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, there's not a lot that we can do defensively outside of stick very close to the terms of, of uh, service and the user agreement. Uh, if they hit us, we can appeal. And if we have stayed, you know, within those barriers, then they have to remove the mark. Um, but it's it's going to be a hard road. Well, they're 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 being so gnarly that they're actually taking uh, a lot of channels I like. People are going uh, backwards and deleting videos like from years ago, and YouTube is still finding them even though they're gone and they're four years old and getting them strikes for those. Like they're really being gnarly. That's Daniel. That's why I asked if you had anything. You're like, well, my channel's not big enough, but it's not about. Um, number of subscribers it's it's an algorithm it's what i've heard that's just finding anything you know combinations of any kind of uh you know conservative or uh you know right-wing stuff they're just shutting it down yeah I, I have no idea what they're doing i mean obviously as as it's as it is an algorithm there's really no and it's a secret proprietary algorithm there's really no way of telling and right. as, as a result, I mean, I am taking precautionary measures right now and I'm going to other places and, and, and making duplicate copies of my content in other places. So that, that's, that's kind of like my backup plan is because, because if they shut me down here, every single video I upload here automatically gets downloaded over to, or uploaded over to BitChute. So, and I've already got a few subscribers over there. So it's, it's not, it'll hurt me obviously because YouTube has such a huge freaking audience and of people already here watching it. Mm -hmm. um, it'll just take me longer to get up there. But like, uh, like Tommy Robinson was saying is, you know, he, he delivered that speech at, at speaker's corner because the guy that was originally supposed to deliver it, Martin or uh, Martin Selner, I believe it was his name. Um, he was actually turned around at the border and, and told that he wasn't allowed to come in at all. He was banned from the country. So, and what he said is, you can stop the speaker, but you can't stop the speech. And that's all that's going to happen is we're going to just move from this platform onto another one. And we'll just right. start there. Um, later in the show, we'll have some some suggestions or places people can go because that's one of the main topics we're going to be hitting on uh, when it comes to the Facebook, delete Facebook uh, issues. But um, yeah. before we get there, let me let me hit a, uh, head into the uh, Austin, Texas bombing uh, situation here. Oh, Okay. Nope, I didn't. I didn't take notes for that one. It's okay. At any rate, how many of you oh, are familiar? Flex. Sorry, man. How many of you are familiar with the Texas bombing issue right now? I uh, am. I'm, I'm, I'm up to on. speed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, I just I just did a little bit more research today, and you know, because I know they announced the uh, who it was today while I was at work. So, um, 23 year old Mark Anthony Condit, um, was the gentleman, for lack of a better term who went around committing all these things now uh, you, you did you did hit on something there rico when you when you um dramatically coughed false flag <laughs> i didn't know i was just a, a oh sorry I, I must be hearing yeah I'm, I'm <laughs> you're <up> paranoid <laughs> some, i must be picking up some bad reception in my in my yeah. headphones that's what it is um, yeah so uh, that's possible i don't know um it seems like every single one of these events that keeps coming up seems to have some thing that happens that is like wait this isn't adding up at all um that that being said what well, I, I was just curious i i had posted a tweet and and the name of the show even is, is if only bombs were illegal you know then maybe this would have stopped you know maybe we would have not had these bombings go on if if bombs were illegal right isn't, isn't that how it works <laughs> yeah for sure well yeah because 
you know, making something illegal is going to stop someone from doing exactly that illegal thing that they don't care is illegal. Right. It's like when the government said we're going to stop drugs, you know. Prohibition really, works great. It's working. I mean, like, like I can't even find any drugs around here at all. It's really hard. I'm not even on any right now. Right. Right. It's wor- <laughs> So it's working. It's working. Um, when they banned liquor, I mean, you know, that only just caused, you know, mobs to come in and start running the damn thing. <laughs> and people started dying, too, because people were drinking, like, I don't know exactly what, but obscure stuff. I yeah, mean, look at it. Was. During prohibi- Prohibition, people were going blind and stuff. They were trying to drink whatever they could. So, uh, so Bob, Bob Bob McCabe in the uh, chat says only assault bombs are illegal. That I think I think we do need to pass a law. <laughs> <laughs> kudos, kudos, sir. Well done. Well done. Fantastic. And, and assault bombs. To to clarify for those on the right, you need to make sure we define it as the bombs that look more militaristic. That's yeah, just like. Put Militant. some like tape and write on it. This is an assault bomb, so we can tell the difference. <laughs> well, what you do is you put you put duct tape around it, and then you age it to look all post-apocalyptic, <laughs> <laughs> dystopian. Yeah, dystopian. I want to see a steampunk bomb. Steampunk bomb. It's all it's all done in like copper and gold trim and stuff. It's yes. very elegant. It's very Victorian. Hey, hey, Daniel, have you have you looked up the Hegelian dialect? You know what that no. is. I think I did once, but I I, I forgot. Well, the the Hegelian dialect is basically problem reaction solution so if they have something they need to pull off they want to scare people like blow up a school something that's really going to touch people like oh my god i got kids that hurts and then the reaction is the public's like emotional reaction oh this is terrible and the solution is well let's take away you know bombs you know and that's they pull off anything it's a false flag thing but problem reaction solution and just about all these events, Sandy Hook, I mean, you name it, there's always something they needed to, you know, push forward. 9-11 was all about homeland security. And, you know, I think all these shootings are about, you know, gun control and whatnot. But I think just about everything that happens and they switch it up too. like sometimes a lot of people die, you know, and it's really sad. So if you go out there going, this was bullshit and people are like, oh, you're insensitive. So that emotional thing, the second of the three you know, problem, reaction, solution. The second of the thing makes people hate you for even trying to say it wasn't real. So, well, I mean, I, a I think- lot of the problem is that when you've got these situations, the, the big debate is between whether or not it is the state that is initiating these events and then taking advantage of it, or if these events are happening and they're just taking advantage of it by controlling the media narrative in that case, which I think it might honestly be a mixture of the two. Um, sure. The, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're opportunist. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not the one to say that every single one of these major events we've seen has been a false flag or some kind of uh, grand conspiracy. That would be not at all. It, no, I even agree. If it, even if it were true, it would sound fucking retarded. Um, so, I mean, nobody's going to buy it, even if even if I was had 100 percent proof that all of them are right. You know, no, I know. So, and so you had copycats and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're still dealing with the Overton window in this case of, of what is acceptable, you know, what's publicly acceptable to talk about. Um, at any rate, um, my, my, my friend uh, who, who works for a security agency, um, I, won't, I can't say who or where or who it was, but um, he sent me a message. He, he said, he, said uh, he basically brought up the idea that, you know, basically when they created the Second Amendment, when they wrote the Second Amendment, a lot of the a lot of the argument you hear is well they didn't know about the AR15 when they wrote it so it was <laughs> um 
and and, and I, he said, if, if we apply the same logic, well, in that case, they also didn't know about the internet when they wrote the First Amendment. And it, it's interesting when he said when he said that it, it inspired me to bring up a couple topics we've already talked about. It, it, it all kind of fits real well. But it, it was it was a good point because the reason I'm worried about it is if 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 we accept that, and, and that that seems to be the accepted argument at least on the left is well they didn't know about assault rifles even though AR-15 does not mean assault rifle, then they could also take that same argument and apply it to free speech. Well, you know, the, the founding fathers didn't know about the internet or what it would imply, and then Twitter, they had they didn't know. So we've obviously got to make laws to, you know, limit that free speech because it's dangerous. Hate speech is dangerous. It incites violence and divisiveness. and You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, can I say something about the Second Amendment? Yeah, yeah, whatever you want. Criminals don't go through legal channels to purchase weapons anyway. So you're only taking the weapons away from the good guys. Period. Right. I, I mean, how many, how many times has someone on The Sopranos ever went to a, a Walmart and like registered for a gun to knock someone out? Wait, wait. Did you not catch that episode? That was in season three, episode four, um, about halfway oh through. Oh, right God. Episode. I forgot about that one. It was right after the Gillette men's razor commercial. <laughs> you're right. I bow out. I bow yeah. out. I never watched that show, so I'm oh my really, God, make, really. Yeah. Oh Sorry. my God, Daddy's got you. It's okay. Yeah. I'll let you borrow it. That would involve watching TV. I just don't do a lot of that. You know, I got I got world problems to solve. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. At any rate, um, yeah. So I was just, you know, the, the the big question I wanted to ask about the bombing situation is, as it as it pertains to the Second Amendment rights issue, and the way I kind of presented it so far is this: Should bombs be illegal? You know, should private citizens be allowed to carry around grenades if they want to? Should they be allowed to carry around whatever fucking contraption you want to make? Explosive, whatever the case may be. I was just curious. Which I, I, I can I can share my opinions all I want, but I was just curious what you guys thought about that. I, I mean, I don't think so. But, you know, just like the porn thing you brought up, I, I hate it. I wish it didn't exist. I think it's terrible. I think it makes it's it's breaking down relationships and making men, you know, jerks, but you have the right to watch it. So I'm not, you know, I don't want it to be illegal. So same thing. I'm not a bomb fan, but if you want to blow yourself up, who the fuck am I to say not to? What, what do you think, Trent? Uh, I am for having a very wide variety of firearms and other equipment available to the civilian population because the primary reason behind the Second Amendment is to have a Pretty much a standing army of civilians ready to repulse any invading force. Should the uh, what's it called standing army not be available, we turn to the population. We have to remember that at the time, such things as letters of mark were being issued for civilian piracy against the crown and other places. They would be having fully armed warships. The Battle of New Orleans is another example of privately owned cannon being used against British regiments. There's also such things as the Puckle Gun, which were designed for multiple shots being fired from warships at such things as small pirate skiffs, including specialized rounds to be used against uh, Mohammedan fighters to increase the pain of the wounds. So uh, our ancestors wow. are a lot harder core than we give them credit for, and they certainly were not shy with stacking bodies in order to ensure their freedoms mm. and their rights. Right on. I think also another reason why uh, the Second Amendment is there, if I'm not mistaken, is also in case uh, government becomes uh, tyrannical. I mean, so, you know, 
So Wait, you can you, knock that shit out too. Did you just say in case the government comes tyrannical? I think it's uh, tyrannical by nature. I, I think but. you just hey, triggered you him. Meant, <laughs> you, meant what I, you meant what I knew. You meant what I knew. I mean, you knew what I meant. So, so what, you just what about, started something. What about you, Nicole, before we forget what, you, what your thoughts are on this? What, what do you think? Um, everything is a tool. It's humans who are the problem. And banning anything does not discourage anything. We have to hold humans accountable and not things. It goes also to the uh, the First Amendment argument of the primary reason against censorship is that the first line of censorship is self-censorship. So it applies similarly to the Second Amendment. Second. We're picking up some interference from something. I guarantee it's me. I'm hearing background noise. Did you change something? It sounds like a TV. Oh, it's them talking in the background with the baby. Oh, hey, hey, guys. Hey, is there anybody mellow out a little bit? Sorry. They can hear you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's the cutest uh, baby ever. Hey, anybody, right. watch, hey anybody, wa anybody watching? I've got a three-week-old. <laughs> so it's insane. No, it's, it's all good. I just want to make sure that everybody can hear what he was saying. No, no problem. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, you're good. Oh, well, I have headphones on. Worse. I actually can't hear them because I have these. these yeah, that's on. that's that's see that's one of the one, that's one of the things of a live show is you know sometimes you got to expect a, a little uh, interruption. Yeah. Um, if I, I might for just one second, um, I'm going to address Bob McCabe. I believe everyone here would agree with you, Bob. None of us want only the government to have guns. That's yeah, because you know that's funny because everybody says you know they want gun control and. Meaning, there's there's no such thing as gun control. There's only gun control. We have registration. We have background checks. Yeah, that is control. Yeah, the only type of gun control we have is is you know, you would take the guns from the law-abiding citizens and give them to the <laughs> to the government or the police force, and they would be the only one. Um, I, I did want before this uh, comment gets missed. I did want to point out, uh, Michael. Felsky says uh, the musket used to uh, fight the government or a person back in the day were considered assault rifles because they were, you know, used to assault someone. That makes sense. Otherwise, they're just rifles. And, and to Nicole's point, they're just tools is all they are. Um, and then he, he, he also added, what about missiles? Should only governments have them? And see, I'm, I'm one of those weirdos that says as far as the Second Amendment's concerned. If you want, you can own whatever. I feel like you can, if you want to own a bazooka and, and make movies with it or whatever, you know. As, as long, long as you know how to safely use it and you're not going to blow up your neighbor, hey. Right, right. The problem, you know, the legal problem comes up when you actually use it to kill somebody. That's the law that gets broken. But then it becomes an issue of a human, not of an object. Exactly, exactly. So, Trent, you had one more thing you were trying to say earlier. I just Is it still pertinent, or did you want to move on? Yes, uh, going along the lines of it being a problem of a human killing another human, is that uh, one of the primary things that goes for the First Amendment to be censored is that people forget that the primary method of censorship is self-censorship. So I decide what I say, and I decide how I use my arms. The same in both things. It's both... It's human decision to perform a specific action. Absolutely. But we, we have agreed, I believe, that not being a jerk and shooting your neighbor is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. probably don't want to do that. 
I, I tend to frown upon my neighbor shooting my kids with their guns, and I want to see them punished for that. But they're more than welcome to own them. Exactly. If you own them, I could give a shit. You know, if I walk in your living room and you've got a full-size military World War II tank sitting in the middle of your living room on display with beautiful lights and the and the and the uh, gun is hanging out the top of your roof where you can hop up there to your heart's content and point it at whatever you want to point it at. As long as you won't pull the trigger and kill somebody, by all means, have fun, buddy. I don't give a shit. I really don't. Because you're not breaking any laws. You're not hurting anybody. There's no victim. Exactly. If there's no victim, there's no crime. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, Daniel, look at your um, uh, your Facebook Messenger real quick. Okay, yeah, way way to uh, way to add to the conversation there. I know. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just gotta say it's quite amusing that you use the example of a World War II thing because I saw a World War II armored car, civilian owned, parked outside of a high school uh, recently underneath an awning, like it was their car. It was awesome. Nice. Where'd you see that? Uh, uh, by a place that I live at. I'm not gonna hand it out because. Oh no worries, no worries. No, I got you. Sweet little armored car. Just beautiful. I couldn't get a picture of it though. Too far away. Well, so um, moving on to the next subject here. Um, speaking of uh, you know death dealing and and who's at fault and that that kind of good shit. Um, I wanted to briefly touch on the Uber autonomous vehicle death that had happened recently. Um, before before I throw it to you guys, just read a couple things here. Um, uh, it, it's uh, obviously the first human killed by an autonomous vehicle. That's interesting in and of itself. Way to make history, lady. <laughs> anyway, that was terrible. I'm sorry. I'm going to hell for that one. For sure. That, for, just for that? There's yeah, nothing just, else. Yeah, that would be the only thing in my life. <laughs> That would qualify for anyway. So, um, there was uh, Tampa Police Chief Sylvia Moore uh, told the Chronicle, saying, I, "I suspect preliminary preliminarily it appears that Uber would not likely be at fault in this accident. I won't rule out the potential uh, to file charges against the backup driver in the Uber vehicle, though." And uh, here's the problem, though. Um, where did I see that now? Uh, Okay, so um, Arizona, the problem with that is uh, Arizona's newly updated rules governing the testing of autonomous, autonomous vehicles on public roads uh, stipulates that a company is liable if one of its self-driving cars negligently kills a person. Now, I guess in this case, they would have to prove negligence. Um, and one other thing I wanted to read, the crash occurred near Mill Avenue and Curry Road late on Sunday in Tempe, Arizona. The Uber vehicle was headed northbound when a woman identified as 49-year-old Elaine Herzberg was struck while pushing a bicycle across the street. Herzberg was taken to the hospital where she later died from her injuries. Um, so I, I, I don't know how much you guys are aware of that aside from what I've just read. But I was very interested in your thoughts on the uh, bigger implications of this. And, and do you think this is a big deal? I mean, I know somebody died and I, I totally feel for the families. And I it, is a big, it is a big deal because autonomous driving is becoming more and more a distinct possibility, um, particularly for cabs and stuff like that. Now, <clears throat> as far as the legal matters go, Uber kind of abdicated themselves a fault when they put the backup driver in the car. It wasn't just the car driving itself. There was someone there who could take over and prevent this from happening. So yeah. is it is it the fault of the company who took the precaution of putting the driver there or the driver who did not take over the car? 
So the 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 from what I understand, having read a, a few articles, what they were saying was at least what they know so far, or think they know. I, again, I, I don't know. Just do your do your own research. You get the point. Um, basically, the the pedestrian decided to walk out in front of them at a part of the street that was not a, a crosswalk section, and it kind of happened very quickly. Um, uh, the driver even said that she was she she or he I forget. It's a transvestite woman. Man, I don't. I don't know which one I forgot. doesn't matter. It's not the point. Um, anyway, they stepped out in front of the vehicle, and if it was autonomous or if it was a, a regular person driving a regular vehicle, it probably still would have caused an accident. I guess, I guess my concern is that the uh, autonomous, no matter how perfect you make it, there's always going to be human-caused errors to happen, and, and I think this was an example of one of them, to be honest. Well, if it was an unavoidable accident, then honestly, no one's at fault. It, it, it's a no fault issue. If somebody jumps out in front of my car while I'm driving, obviously they're going to get hit. I can't stop in two seconds. Exactly. Exactly. Um, what do you What do you think, uh, Rico? Do you think this was a big deal, or do you think this is kind of being blown out of proportion, or what do you What do you think? Man, I, I honestly, I've got no opinion on the issue. I'm so sorry about it. No, it's all good. Moving on to Trent. What do you think? I think that it's most likely just going to be put down as another unavoidable accident, like uh, Nicole said, because yeah. uh, no matter how fast a processor can react faster than a human can, it cannot stop a 40 mile per hour, 40 mile per hour, two ton vehicle from stopping in less than 100 to 200 feet. Exactly. It, it still has the limitations of a car. Yeah, and, and you know physics. Physics. <laughs> well, both are fallible, you know. The, I, it the, may be able to physics? react more quickly, but can the car react that quickly? It's a lot of weight going. Right, right. And, and from what That's I understand, a solid point. From what I understand, no. it was an actual crosswalk a hundred feet up the road that you know would have made the car more aware. You know, you, you can't you can't program unpredictability in. It, it just it doesn't quite work that way. Um, Bob McCabe says, uh, sounded like the girl darted out in front of the car. I mean, a human would have had trouble stopping that situation. I feel like that's kind of what's going on here. I totally uh, agree, Bob. That's a solid point, Bob. And, and Michael says, how, d how do they know the car was on auto drive? The human may have been driving, hitting her and blaming the robot. Now, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it was on auto drive. Um, I do believe okay. there is a log. Um, that they can access like a black box system that would say what at the time of impact, whether it was on auto or manual. Right. And probably, there's, probably also, is. there's also um, two camera angles that they were able to, that the uh, uh, police officers were able to view to see what exactly happened. I, okay. I, I think it's, I think it's tragic. Yes. Somebody died. Um, I, I personally am really excited about seeing autonomous vehicles on the road and, and possibly even owning one myself at some point because of just the, the amount of time it would save me. Like, it's ridiculous um, how much work I could get done in the car while I'm sitting there <laughs> going right. to work. Um, but uh, as far as uh, taking out the element of human error, I really feel like it's going to be a lot safer. And yes, some people will still end up getting killed. Some accidents still will happen. But there is going to be a process of mastery before that um, yeah. becomes infallible, too. Yeah, like yeah, it'll, it'll be a, a learning curve just like anything else. I mean, vehicles didn't come, they, they had these safety features added into them, you know, as we progressed for a reason because accidents happened, we learned from our mistakes and we fixed them and or came up with solutions. So, mm -hmm. anyway, that, that was that's pretty much all I had on that particular subject. Anybody else have anything they want to add? 
Moving on. All right. Moving on. All right. So um, I want to find my notes because I'm so I'm actually pretty well organized compared to last week. So I'm not going to lie. Anyway, I'm still trying to figure this thing out and printing shit off all Alex Jones style. It's great. <laughs> it does help to have paper notes that you can go, what am I supposed to be talking about? Yeah, because last week I'm sitting here trying to look at the screen and my mouse and my keyboard are like two feet away from me. And it's like, uh, hold on. It's very frustrating. Anyway, we'll get better at this, I promise. I literally have a couple of screens going on, and I wish that I had had enough time to be able to print off the notes that you sent me. Hey, can I can I get uh, off topic for a second? Uh, what you got? Yeah, hey, do you draw all that stuff behind you? Uh, no, not all of it. Oh, okay. Either way, I'm moving on. All right, all right. Next um, song. And, and and we will we will have a few minutes after the show to discuss things like that. Oh, I, that's how that works. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's no, okay. no, all good. That's <laughs> again, it's a live show. We expect you know bumps in the road. No worries. No worries. Yeah, like people with brand new babies. Yeah, like new babies. Like those little that little bastard of yours needs to shut his damn mouth. <laughs> and then that other guy with the shitty internet connection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I say shitty? Yeah. Yeah. I've already fine. said all sorts of weird, weird things um, uh, that we dare not repeat. Right. If anybody is listening and they're offended by curse words, earmuffs. Oh, no, you're good. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost positive that uh, they're swearing on Daniel's channel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be uncomfortable conversations without a condom if we had a condom that said no curse words. That's right. Yeah. That'd just be ironic. It, it would be. That, it'd be that would nothing. I, I be dry that, a dude, I've got it. That's my new marketing and promotion effort. I'm gonna get unframe of mind branded condoms that say no cursing on the side of them. <laughs> I'll buy a I want five percent. You want five percent? <laughs> it'll, it'll be it'll be a frame of mind, uh, dry docking. Hey, hey! According to your dating life, you'll only need five percent. <laughs> Is that at me? Ooh. I don't know. No, I'm just making fun of Trent. That's you can't that's shame a shameless. And and by all means, I can take it just as much as I can dish it out. So feel free to take a swing at me. I am. I I got oh. in. Hold on, hold on. Hey, family, earmuffs. Dude, I'll give you a handy. <laughs> really? Dude, come on, man. I got you. All right, you guys. I appreciate that. Literally. <laughs> that's, that's what friends are for. All right. Uh, yeah, come on, man. So I'm pretty sure my daughter just heard that. Move on to the next topic here. Um, the, one, one of the segments I want to do on all of my weekly live shows is talk about some of the new advancements in cryptocurrency and the blockchain technology that doesn't necessarily have to do with um, the, the use of monetary purposes or currency or anything like that. Um, there's actually a lot of really cool shit that people are doing right now. And in this particular segment, what I want to talk about is a company called Polyswarm that's actually handling um, cybersecurity and making a decentralized version of cybersecurity. And I know the, the, the idea, the, the topic itself is like mind-numbingly boring, but what these guys are doing, I think, is actually pretty freaking cool because what they're doing is they're taking and making it so that it, the, the model's a little different from what like you had before with like uh, the McAfee and all those antivirus programs where you would purchase the antivirus program, you'd install it on your computer, and as new... Uh, possible problems came about they would you know they had a small team of coders that would create the solutions and then in the next update of the software they would then put it out 
Well, the problem with that is, is now we're moving at such a fast pace in this world with with uh, hackers creating or programmers creating all these different uh, malware problems and all these different issues. And you have to excuse me if my vocabulary in this particular industry is a little off, but I'm just I'm trying to just get the general idea out there. What they're doing is they're using blockchain technology to create a more of an economy around a system that would actually pay developers to create problem or solutions for problems on the blockchain and then they could just in incorporate them as they go and then users of that uh, that potential solution they would actually just have automatic updates whenever they came out they would just be part of the ecosystem and it would just be more of a free-flowing cyclical nature to it it's, it's pretty if you're interested at all please by all means check it out um, it's called polyswarm I don't know if you, uh, you guys wanted to add anything to that or if you if, if you found that interesting, like even in the in No, the it's actually kind of brilliant because there's no way for a company alone to keep up with the amount of data that's just thrown out there. And so much of that is intentionally harmful. It's easier for home programmers to write a cure and then submit that to the masses um, than wait for someone to notice it write it up, wait for the update, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I, I think this is one example of many that, you know, are, are we're going to see complete changes uh, in the way things are done. Um, Mike says, uh, Mike in the comment section, he says it sounds more like open source software. Um, and I think it, I think it kind of is, except kind of for, is. it, it, it kind of is, except for it's, it's done uh, using blockchain technology for, the blockchain is is to keep it live. So while it's kind of like open source, it's happening in real time. So um, so basically, what yeah. what the point is is to have um, like if if I'm a programmer and I create a a fix for a problem that's coming out, I could submit my software to the blockchain and then. Uh, on that blockchain, it's it's the, the ledger says, yeah, this is the guy that did it, so he'll be the one to get credit for that thing, and he'll be the one to get paid, whatever, according to our algorithm or what, however. I don't know how they set it up in the back end, but basically, it's 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 a way to incentivize people to do the work versus open source, where they're just doing it kind of out of the kindness of their heart or doing it, you know, for frustration more accurately. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Uh, I, I think it's pretty fascinating. So, I mean, if that's something you want to check out, you can find that. Um, it's it's called Polyswarm. Um, one other one uh, I want to mention, which is not out yet, but I did hear about the other day. I, speaking of John McAfee, I heard him on a podcast interview the other day. He's no longer associated with the McAfee uh, antivirus software anymore, as far as I understand. But this dude, this dude... He, very fascinating to listen to. If if you ever have a chance to watch some of his videos, this this dude is he has no fucks to give. Like it's, it's so funny to listen to him. Um, at any rate, he's he's mentioning something. His idea is to create a McAfee coin um, as a way, to, a, another currency exchange type of platform. I don't know how it's going to work, but I do like the solution he's trying to present. I don't know if he'll be the one to do it or if somebody else will, but. The reason your blockchain, or sorry, the reason your cryptos are going down in value here lately, and I think they only just recently started to go back up, is because of a lot of uncertainty in federal regulation. And companies, or all these little companies and the whole economy is like sitting here waiting, going, I, I don't know, do we, do we go ahead and just 
stop for now or you know i don't know what they're going to do so there's so much uncertainty it's like this damocles sword sitting over everybody just like <laughs> like waiting anyway his solution was to take and create uh, part of the problem is let me get my thoughts together here part of the problem is uh governments are targeting the actual exchanges instead instead of targeting the blockchains themselves they're targeting the exchanges where people are going on and purchasing the crypto and, and they're exchanging one for another and stuff like that and they're trying to call them uh, securities and they're trying to call them it's like the FCC's looking at it and the, the there's like three or four different government branches that are all looking at it and each one of them has their own special tool and, and lens at which to look at these things through so what his solution was is to create a solution that decentralizes even the exchange to where the exchange is actually in each individual person's browser and everybody is a part of the exchange instead of one company being part of that exchange. I hope I was able to explain that clear enough. That seemed like a <laughs> no, I'm following. <laughs> no, okay. I get it. <laughs> well, hell if Rico's following, I know we're doing good. Um, oh, I just posted a link to the poly swarm on Twitter. And if you want to grab that link later, Daniel, to attach it to the description. Yeah, if you wouldn't mind just throwing it in the, in the comment section at least. Uh, for uh, I tried to, and it wouldn't let me do it because it's a web address. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. That's cool. Hey, um, um, actually, Daniel, you know what? Um, <laughs> the reason why I'm not adding any anything to this because it's so tinfoil hat. Can I, can I throw you a link? Just throw it up there, and then, I, you know, I, I just can't do it. It's a rabbit hole. You're not even going to hear, but All right. I'm going to send you a link, homie. Oh, boy. All right, I'm sending it now. Do but I'm a little I'm, scared. I'm not going to lie. No, actually, I mean, I've been studying this stuff for four months straight, but I don't even know where to start here. It would take it would take too long. Just well, maybe, throw that maybe, link out there, and you can figure out whether or not you want to have me back or not. I just sent it. Okay. All right. Well, and I'm telling you, man, I've been really researching this stuff. You know what? I'll, I'll you know what? I'll, I'll give you this. Blockchain is a way for Skynet to build itself. Is using a using an allegory. I mean, blockchain is 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 getting power by everyone investing in blockchain. It, it seems like you have it's, this this this. He's been watching too much Terminator. It's, it's like I have this, uh -uh. this dam of inf like I'm damming up and and this this information. Uh, this is blockchain. Dude, you know what, man? I just don't even know how to like start. But just you know yeah, what? There, there's the link. What, I try to keep the show to about an hour long, so um, that'll be a, probably a separate topic. We'll try to do another time, perhaps. Actually, I'm not even willing to do that because I, if if you're not you're not following this, it would just sound insane. But there's the link. Do what you want. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Um, last talk. By the way, I'm behind Bitcoin. It's blockchain that that I'm uh that's suspect to me. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, um, I'm gonna move on to the last topic, so we can make sure we have time to cover it. Um. The last topic had to do with this uh, <laughs> hashtag delete Facebook campaign that's going on right now. Um, yeah. You guys heard about that? No. Barely. What's going on. All right. So um, Facebook's apparently in a lot of trouble because of the way they've been using or handling their user data. And um, in conjunction with a company called Cambridge Analytica, um, just to give you a few bullet points so you can get up to speed. Um <coughs> So alongside social media giant Facebook, Cambridge Analytica is at the center of an ongoing dispute over the alleged harvesting and use of personal data. Both companies deny any wrongdoing. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course. So uh, let's see. 
Britain's it's called data mining. On Monday, filmed senior executives at Cambridge Analytica, including its CEO and Alexander Nix, suggesting the firm could use sex workers, bribes, and misinformation in order to try to help political candidates uh, win votes around the world. How uh, is that any different than the history of all politics? Right, blackmail. Except now, except now uh, Facebook's gotten tied up in this, and now they're you know directly implicated because of some actual. I would say some pretty good investigative journalism, which um, Michael Fels has also pointed out. There is a civil lawsuit now about this. Ah, I didn't wow. know. That. And Facebook just recently asked people to send them their nude photos so they could avoid a uh, revenge porn. All right, I'm that, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, this is real. No, I, I no for real. I, I, I I'm not. I'm not laughing because I don't think it's real. I'm laughing because I think it's real. Yeah. No, I swear. No, that's not like. Listen, I know. I know. I look like Alex Jones right now because of the whole blockchain thing. But the, they're really. That's a. You know what? Go ahead. No, I think they announced that over. Facebook I will save you. Send nudes. <laughs> <laughs> that's everything going through I'll, my I'll head. Right I'll now. tell you what. Why don't you guys send your nudes to unframeofmind.com? <laughs> I so will nice. also. I know exactly door. what you do with the nudes. So I no. <laughs> I know what I do with his. Remember nudes. all that power I had in my hand earlier. <laughs> so um this this just uh, uh today a few hours ago before our show um mark zuckerberg says we have a responsibility to protect your data and if we can't then we don't deserve to serve you <clears throat> so he, he he basically made a public statement about it and gave a whole bunch of reasons up to and ex but ex up to but excluding any kind of an apology for this um the yeah. term you're looking for is lip service. Yeah, yeah, lip service. Mm. That's what I'm looking for. Are you a term? Yeah, um, Michael Felsky also pointed out that there is a civil lawsuit on this. Uh, shareholders sue Zuckerberg and Facebook over Cambridge Analytica leaks. Um, judging by the capitalized first letter of every word, I'm assuming that's a headline. So if you guys want to find that, just search for that and you'll find it. Um, Bob McCabe asks, why is your right arm so much bigger than your left arm? Ha, you think you got me there, buddy. You think you got me. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Well I'm done. Left-handed. Uh-uh. He, wow. he's, ambi he's ambidextrous. Nothing, oh, I'm sorry. We're in the nothing, South. Ambidextrous. Dude, I had, like, the best comeback. I, you do have some pretty impressive veins going on there, so. Oh, so awesome. Yeah. Like Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, oh I'm so over this joke. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So take, bringing it back to the, the, uh, what's it called? The hashtag delete Facebook campaign that's going yes. on right now. There's, there's a lot of people moving out in mass away from Facebook. And I think a lot of people have already been starting to do this because of what we were talking about earlier about, you know, them, you know, censoring people and shutting people down and, and right. fucking with the, you know, search results and things and your feeds. So, what I wanted to do was suggest a few places that people could go that are dedicated to maintaining the idea of free speech and open dialogue. Um, there are also places that are decentralized. Um, they're still a little buggy, I'm not going to lie, but you know, I do believe there is a definite need for this kind of thing because these major social media companies are taking control of so much of our information and data. And then they're, you know, it's a free service, except it's not. The reason it's not free is because they're actually collecting our data and selling it to companies like Cambridge Analytica. I mean, you don't. There's nothing for free. Everybody knows that. But somehow we've 
talked ourselves into thinking that Twitter and Facebook and stuff is free, but it's not. Um, it's all about data mining. Yeah, I would recommend um, <clears throat> the couple places that I'm personally looking at. Um, uh, an alternative to YouTube would be either BitChute, B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E, or there's also another one that's built on the Steemit blockchain called DTube. It's actually D-tube. coming along pretty well. It yeah. actually is. It, it's coming along pretty well. I'm, I, last time I used it, they did not yet have the related searches or the related videos section yet. And I, that's the one thing I love about YouTube. And they finally got it. So I may start using that more often. Nice. I, I've already got an account there. So cool, cool. Um, well, all, um, well, all the people that are getting shut down right now and, you know, all the ghosting of their hits and whatnot, all their videos start with, hey, I might be gone tomorrow. You know, so that's why I got on there. So, yeah, I, I, I second that. For sure. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm. I'm already on there, and I think Nicole. I think you mentioned possibly looking into it. Cool. I am. uh, I'm looking at DTube for the breakup. Um, Chris and I will probably discuss that on our next live stream, which will be probably this week. Okay. Yeah. Um. And and one thing I like about it is uh, you can actually make money from it from other people viewing it. Um. People can buy into the ecosystem and then tip the the uh, creators. So they can pay, you know, put their money where their mouth is, so to speak. I actually just posted a video yesterday that was one of my older ones, and I am now 0.002 cents richer. So there's that. Real Good wealth. <laughs> no, it's awesome. Um, okay, so as far as um, <laughs> as opposed repl- to zero dollars. Yeah, as far as a replacement for Twitter, I would recommend checking out a couple ones. Well, one of them I use a lot is called Minds.com. M I N D. Yeah, Minds. Minds is great. Yes, I like mines, and I also like Gab, uh, G-A-B dot A-I, Gab dot A-I. Um, Are you guys saying mi- mines? M-I-N-D-S, mines. Oh, God. I don't, I don't, I don't relate. <laughs> and, and and mines has an app in the Google Play Store, and mm-hmm. Gab has an app in the Apple Store, and I think if you want the Google one, you have to unlock your phone for it, but you can get the app for it. I just found out the other day. Um. Shoot, I, 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 if you guys know any other ones that people might check out. Uh, MeWe was trying to compete with Facebook a couple years ago. I don't know. It was very buggy and compartmentalized, but it still probably is up. I still have an account over there. I need to check it out again. You know, I actually, uh, I'm going to bring up a comment here. I do agree with um, Michael Felsk that looking at DTube and actually seeing how much everybody is making... Um, isn't something that I find attractive to the site. Um, I think that should be available to the creators, but not to the general public. That's interesting. I, I honestly hadn't put that much thought into it. Um, oh, wow. No, under every video, it shows what they're making. Yeah, that's yeah. actually, yeah. You don't walk up to someone at Taco Bell and go, hey, loser. You know what? How much money are you making? <laughs> right. Exactly. That's, that's terrible. Somebody on the street doesn't get to walk up to me and ask me what my salary is. Are you so. kidding me? That's exactly what I do at Taco Bell every time I go there. <laughs> by, by the <laughs> way, the corner the day, that's not cool. If you work at Taco Bell, it doesn't matter. You're still eating some good tacos. So I good. enjoy Taco Bell. That is, that is your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. We're running a few minutes over my normal time, which is fine. Um, I'm going to try to keep this about the, you know, one hour mark. I think that's a decent amount of time for a live show. Plus, I have to get up for work in the morning because I'm, you know. Where do you work to get up that early? Yeah, right. Shut the hell up. 
<laughs> hey, I'll walk in. I, I gotta get up early too. Yeah, right, right. Anyway, so um, basically, if you wouldn't mind, um, hit the subscribe button, and that way it'll and, and hit the little notification bar or little bell thingy. Yes, there. like, comment, subscribe, turn on notifications, and come no. to my channel and do the same thing. And and, and yes, definitely come <laughs> to Nicole's channel and check out um, Trump's channel as well. Um, I'll ask later. Never mind. Also. One last thing I wanted to mention is I'm, I'm trying to do one of these every week. So I'm, I will always be looking for three up to three other people to fill spots um, every week. So if you would like to be on one of these Wednesday live shows, you don't have to be prepared at all. I'm not. This is just like sitting down, having a conversation over coffee or a beer. You know, I, I don't expect I, I don't wait. There's beer. I have a lot of beer. Now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't expect anybody to be like overly prepared for a huge presentation or anything like that. You know, I remember that one guy that was drinking wine through a straw. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. He was whatever. Go ahead. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. So, that being said, if you if you'll head over to my website, I've actually just recently rebuilt it, and there's a big old huge button on the page that says to call into the show. Um, I have a way you can actually call a voicemail service and leave me a message for the show, or you can also fill out the the uh, uh, dialogue box underneath that if you want to actually be on the show for one of these Wednesday live events, and I will be sure to get back to you and fit you in. So that's all I've got tonight. Um, I hope we have unframed your mind at, at least somewhat tonight, you know, brought up some interesting ideas, some interesting viewpoints and uh, tune in next week and we'll be here. Thanks for joining me guys. Hey, it was a pleasure Thanks for having me. Hey, nice right. meeting you guys. Wow. Was that not the best idea gasm you've ever had? Want to do it again? Go to unframeofmind.com to find more mind stretching, world altering podcasts, videos, and articles and get those critical thinking juices flowing.